listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. And... Audrey. And this week, we are going to promptly not do anything that I just said in our intro, and we're going to review a movie. Gotcha. Yeah, psych, psych. uh, (laughs) Psych, psych, psych. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a bonus episode, slash uh, we didn't want to read a ton of things right away after reading Mm She-Hulk, so we're going to watch a movie instead. We're going to bask in our glory. Yes, exactly. We did one section. Exactly. Now we get a break. This Mm -hmm. is our biggest accomplishment to date, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, we are going to be reviewing and recapping Captain America, the first Avenger, which is actually the fifth movie, I believe. So, Audrey, you got some stats for us on this? Yeah, Captain America, first Avenger, was released in 2011. It has a runtime of two hours, four minutes. It was directed by Joe Johnston, uh, based on Captain America by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Um, their budget was 140 million, and the box office. Um, I think over. I, I don't know how they do the box office like tracking. I don't know if it's the first weekend or overall, but they got 37. Oh nope, they got 370.6 million dollars. So oh, three the times the money on their investment. Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Um, so yeah. I, I did read somewhere that this was the second lowest grossing Marvel movie. Oh, wow. Uh, only only, uh, only beating out The Incredible Hulk. Mm. That's not a good place to be. No. so th- <laughs> Which is interesting because I always remembered this one fondly. You know what's funny is I did not remember this movie much. Oh, this, <laughs> that's no. because... I've seen this movie maybe three times ever. <laughs> I know ever. exactly why that is, yeah. but <laughs> I, I just can't make my I can't get myself to rewatch it very often like the hmm. other ones. To yeah. Be honest. Hmm. Why did you? Is it because you <laughs> like Chris Evans? Of Chris Evans. <laughs> that makes sense. He's the I best mean, Chris. What are you talking wait, wait, about? Wait. Beard or no beard? Uh, both are good. Both are good. Okay. It's just a question. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do see his abs in this. You see his yeah. abs. Penny or Peggy does a little touch on his chest, and, and it, that was relatable to me. <laughs> In that moment, she was every woman. Yeah, and also that gag with like the kid, you know, oh, I can swim. It's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. That was pretty know. good. That was a good one. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, jump into the recap here, and we can talk about these parts a little bit. Uh, so it starts off present day. I'm going to kind of just skim over that because it doesn't really matter. But Beautiful. Yeah. it's They found an airplane out in the middle of nowhere, which I still don't understand why they didn't know where this was prior to this. But, you know, wave handy magic. To they kind of they kind of had a scene at the end where they were trying to justify that with Howard Stark, where they were like, you know, they found the Tesseract and then they're like, keep going. We got to find him. And then they just cut it out. And like, I think that's supposed to be our impromptu uh, explanation as to why <laughs> they couldn't find this yeah. plane. Yeah, because the Tesseract mm-hmm. did burn a hole through the plane at one point. So. Right. And I think they also say that the landscape there is always changing because yeah. of it's an, uh, a tundra, you know? Yeah, it is an ice shelf type mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But anyways. They did some make-believe science to make it work. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to New York City, Steve Rogers in 1942, March, I believe. And, oh, actually, we skipped over. Our, wow, I already skipped something. <laughs> It's 1941, and the uh, world is at war? Nope. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> March 1942, uh, Nazi uh, Lieutenant General John Schmidt and his men steal a mysterious relic called the Tesseract. Uh, so there's a giant, weird, futuristic-looking tank that busts down a, a mm. church yeah. wall, and they 
steal it off of, out of the magic but door. Wasn't it in Norway? Uh, yes. Okay. And it had the tree of life, life the Norse. Yeah, I thought life. that was interesting. And I mean, obviously, they were like really like on point with the snake. Yeah. Drawer mm-hmm. being on with the Tesseract. And, right. Like, yeah. oh, no, the, the trickster like yeah. thing is the where you're going to hide <laughs> something. Come on. Would you like to be any more on the nose? Right. right? That's uh, why. Yeah. You got to throw that on like the fourth branch on the right hand yes. side of three leaves in. Like, come on. Yes. Maybe don't mark it at all. <laughs> don't put it behind the gorgeous wooden carving. I'm like, fine with yeah. it going behind the wooden the wooden carving. But like, just don't make it the trickster. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but. Yeah, it's a the Tesseract is supposed to have a ton of power, so they want it, and Germans be Germany in 1942. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. so then we cut to New York City. Steve Rogers is once again rejected from the military due to being itty bitty, <laughs> um, and having just the longest list of things wrong with him. Oh, baby Steve, yes. he has asthma. <laughs> so I wanted to ask right away. Honestly, the cgi like downplaying like face tracking i think they put his face on someone else's body it was pretty solid oh yeah it holds up it held up really well i was honestly surprised it kind of freaked me out about how well it held up Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i think i went in looking and kind of searching and just kind of checking out the cgi yeah i was yeah incredibly impressed yeah i was buying it 100 percent. yeah me too Mm -hmm. me too because so, that's a Steve Rogers you really like, right? Yeah. yeah. Audrey. He's yeah. a good boy. <laughs> He's still a good boy. <laughs> Little Steve is also good. <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> I mean, you didn't he specifically call that out, out in the great. beginning. <laughs> sure did not, no. <laughs> Our food's here. Uh, I'll be back. Welcome back, listener. We have now eaten dinner, so we are going to have a poll up in our Facebook group. If you can pick what we had for dinner, out of the ones that select correctly, we'll be drawn to select one of our future uh, potential people for our dice roll-off. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. Uh, we were hungry, sorry. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to the plot. And We've made it one sentence in. While attending an exhibition for future technologies with his best friend, Sergeant James Bucky Barnes, which you will see... As played by Sebastian Stan. Yes, we stand, Stan. Mm -hmm. We stand, Stan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rogers once again tries to enlist. He is overheard by a doctor, uh, Dr. Abraham Erkstein, who allows Rogers to enlist, uh, which is not at all how that would really work in the military. (laughs) I feel like there would be other steps involved with that. Yeah, but it's a pretty long process. He had a green stamp, though. That's so. true. Uh, maybe it was the 1940s, so they were kind of just playing wild and yeah. wild and out. Right. That's true. Fast and loose with these boys. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, recruited to the Strategic Scientific Reserve, so the SSR, and as part of the Super Soldier Experiment under Erkstein. And you meet Chester Phillips uh, as the uh, colonel, and then the British agent Peggy Carter, who ended up getting her own TV show that I never Yay! watched. Agents of I Shield is really a good show. It. No, it's not Agents of Shield. That's, it's not. No, it's Agent Oops. Carter. Yeah. Agent Carter. She has can her own. Cut, specific- can we cut this out? Absolutely no! not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my booty. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a good show. Um, we watched maybe we a couple seasons, but um, it was. I was on different shifts, so I I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't want to watch with really my watch... family. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was good. 
But uh, there's a bunch of stuff between uh, Chester Phillips and Peggy Carter about an Erkstein, like, oh, these people, like, Steve Rogers is the worst possible candidate, blah, 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 blah. With he's that. so little. He's this itty little bitty. guy. He yeah. can't do it. He's failed every single one of our physical fitness tests, but he's smart because he pulled flag down from pole one time. He did it. <laughs> that was incredible. See, that, right. That's showing that like golden inner heart that will soon come to the forefront. He's just not <laughs> in a his golden abs. <laughs> the they go ahead and they let uh, Rogers know that schmidt the nazi from the beginning of the movie has also undergone the super soldier uh mm-hmm. process the night before rogers goes through his thing so that's mm-hmm. that's good um yeah, the but- funniest scene is when they have the schnapps and he and he he's you know they're about to, oh the, yeah he's yeah. about to do it Wait, you and can't drink. The, yeah you can't drink what are you talking about and then he drinks the whole thing yeah no liquid that, that's my guy <laughs> let's go so funny so we uh we jump to schmidt and dr uh dr zola harnessing the energies of the tesseract intending it to fuel zola's um all of his weapons and technology mm-hmm. all that stuff where uh Sh- schmidt wants to rule the world with nazi things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though eventually we find out that he's outgrown the Nazis. He's too evil for the Nazis, even. <laughs> so that's good. It. So Erkstein subjects Rogers to the super soldier treatment, and they douse him with Vita rays, which I don't believe is a real thing. Oh. As far as I can tell, that it, essentially they just made it really bright in there. Do you want me to look it up? Sure, go for it. Yeah, let us know. Is that why he has that golden fucking tan? Yeah, yeah. And he comes out <laughs> with just rock hard abs. Oh, man. They're the, the rockest of hardests. I like... Yeah. And uh, as we were talking about before, um, Agent Carter tar- touches his, his abs. Mm. No, 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 no. Almost no. touches, he, is it? Mm-mm. Tell uh, us. She gently touches his chest. Oh, his pecs. Oh, okay. And okay. then, like, hesitates. But it's a yeah. very important moment to female culture. So. Okay. <laughs> female Marvel culture. <laughs> so Rogers emerges from the experiment taller, which I found funny, and yep. more muscular. Yep. They don't explain where the change in mass comes from, which is a number one rule in physics. <laughs> You've got to maintain <laughs> mass, but, you know, whatever. Maybe the vitibrates. It's all the goodness from his heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe the... I mean, uh, we're, we're also talking about super soldier serum. Yeah. So, the, you know. Yeah. I mean... Let's not try and science our way out of this. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, they, try, they that's what they're trying to do, though. That's the problem. So they try to science themselves, so that I have to science it, and I don't like that. Oh, that's fair. But the uh, the whole thing gets blown up by a Nazi. Yep. And which wait, I have okay. Yes. Huge problem with that scene. Why would you leave the lighter in the room? Everybody's out of it, and then you just like you're, you're trying to cause like this, this you know, a distraction. distraction yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you blow it up while all the people were in there? Yeah. Isn't that dumb? Yeah. I always yeah. thought that was really stupid because then he has to go down and shoot the doctor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, blow it up while everyone's in there and then run down and shoot the doctor. And now you've gotten rid of a bunch of people higher up in the U.S. government that know about this program. And then also the doctor. That would 100% cripple the whole program. Yes. So. I don't know. Just had a real... I know. I know you have to move the plot forward and that's what that did. But I understand all of that. But it was just one of those moments where I was watching and I was like, you know, head scratching moment. You're bad at being a spy. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you are. And then... uh, also, conveniently, there was a vial of the serum left over as well. They decided to not use all of it for some reason. But, yeah. so I, I loved that. There's one vial. There's yeah. one vial in that row of 30 yeah. empty and, slots. And you didn't keep your control back at the <laughs> right? lab? Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't, you would, if, uh, if you were keeping a control... I guess that control, is the lab? I don't know. No. That's not how science works. <laughs> no, it's 
Oh, I love it. I love that um, uh, Stark was a part of it, too. Just like he built the chamber for him. Yeah, he built the chamber and then like all of the instrumentation. He essentially did all of the stuff other than the serum. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is cool. I like Mm -hmm. that part of it because that builds that whole dynamic with uh, when Tony's talking about how Howard liked, you know, Captain America and was idolized him and and really worked with him. And I thought that kind of built on that relationship, which I liked in this movie. Yeah. No, it ties it together quite, quite neatly. Mm hmm. So after uh, the Nazi spy steals the stuff, I guess he's not a Nazi. The Hydra spy steals the stuff yeah. and runs away. Uh, Steve does the most ridiculous thing and just runs after him. Barefoot. Barefoot. Uh, p- crashes through a window because apparently he's running too fast and doesn't understand how momentum works still, which I guess fair <laughs> enough, yeah. I suppose. I do like in that scene, though, because I ha- you know, I think we've all watched movies where they have somebody who can run super fast and it looks super goofy and super oh, dumb. Yeah. It looks great it, the yes. whole time. Yeah. Yes, yes, it it yes. was done really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If crazy on premise, but it looked good. Yeah, but I mean... You know the ones where you're just watching and you're like, well, that just looks ridiculous. Right. Like, there's no weight to them yeah. at all. And man, there's well, always weight to Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is... <laughs> this, this, is this, this is a movie for Audrey. This is, yeah. There's a romance. There's a, a Chris Evans. <laughs> Those are the two only uh, factors. But uh, <laughs> Steve Rogers is able to run the guy down. And uh, he the Steve Rogers kidnaps a child and then... Or no, I'm sorry. The Hydra person kidnaps a child, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong person, uh, and throws the kid into the river. And then Steve like goes up to save him. The kid's like, "Nah, I can swim." Like, <laughs> go get incredible. him. That was honestly probably the funniest part of the entire movie mm-hmm. to yeah. me, at least. Yeah. And then the Hydra agent also had a submersible submarine. Very thing. 007. So very cool. 007. Yeah. Uh, very high tech for the time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Steve Rogers just jumps on it which mm-hmm. i thought was wild but sure punches cool. through makes the person surface just rips him out yeah. rips him out throws him up to the surface and he had a cyanide tooth bites it dies yeah that was fun <laughs> i would say this movie has the the most fun like origin for a character like his progression from um you know weakling with a heart of gold to this point i love this little this little arc yeah no it's great the rest of it do i look away from the tv and read my phone probably (laughs) almost the whole time but (laughs) then it really picks up at the end too yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. uh so then we have a huge montage of captain america going on tour doing propaganda stuff Mm -hmm. which that's that's fun that's fine i'm walking i think it's a nice shout out during the uso yes yes they they did show up at milwaukee yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. that was fun and uh, you can very much tell that Steve's not a huge fan of this, but we do start getting the romance between Steve and Peggy more and more as this part goes on. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, uh, he finds out, Rogers finds out that uh, Barnes's unit is MIA against uh, Schmidt's forces. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rogers and Carter convince Stark to fly a plane over Nazi Germany, which that part was wild to me, mm-hmm. was getting Stark to do that. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Like, yeah. why Why is he anywhere near this area right. to be convinced to fly? But sure, whatever. So yeah. we, we kind of yada yada how they are able to take off and everything too, right. but sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, mm. Steve Rogers jumps into combat and rescues Barnes's unit, which that was a pretty cool scene because mm-hmm. at this yeah. point we've seen some of the Hydra technology. They have the 
plasma laser things going on. Mm-hmm. It has a nice introduction into what they've been making and how they operate and Schmidt and Zola. It was a good introduction for those characters because you brought them together, explain what they're doing, but then had an, uh, a good separation at the end of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rogers broke in, unlocked all the cages. Mm-hmm. Not, and now we got a bunch of American soldiers killing Hydra Nazis. Hoorah. Yeah, so it's a big, a big feel run, run, shoot, bang, yeah. bang. Yeah, we don't address it's a fun one. We don't address all of the Americans you see get killed immediately after opening the yeah. door. But uh, yeah. yeah, they a lot of them do get gunned it all looked, the way down. Yeah, yeah, it looked a lot like in Infinity War when people would dust. That yeah. kind of mm-hmm. I got that feel mm-hmm. from yes, the blue yes, because yep. they're like disintegration rays. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rogers goes back in uh, and wants to. Uh, save Barnes because Barnes is specifically separated from the the rest of the people, and they he frees him. But the plant starts to blow up because the Red Skull notices that bad things have happened, which I thought was wild that mm-hmm. he was willing to just kind of just nuke the base off of that. Well, this isn't going my way. Well, he has a ton of other bases, so I'm sure That's he's true. just thinking uh, that if he wipes this one, that they won't see too much, or that he can just take care of all the you know witnesses, basically. Yeah. He wouldn't want his fancy guns to go into the enemy right. hands, maybe. Yeah, well, I but I thought the weirdest thing was is he started doing that without talk telling Doctor Zola that he was about to start doing that. So Zola oh, like yeah. had to like sprint yeah. off and try to get all of his like work, which you're like, hey, you got ten minutes until this place blows, right. go. But no, he had already started the countdown by the time Zola figured out what was happening. So we kind of marginalized Zola throughout the entire yeah. movie. Like yeah. he he's important when he needs to be important, mm-hmm. but otherwise. He is a totally expendable character mm-hmm. for Red Skull. Yes. Mm-hmm. I uh, loved that dynamic. And yeah. then continues to yeah. be expendable until Winter Soldier. Yeah. Or no, Civil War. Civil War. Right, where he's in the computer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once again, expendable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, which he, I feel like in the comics, he was a much bigger character, though I haven't read enough Captain America to really know for sure. I haven't either. So, but uh, Steve Rogers faces off against the Red Skull. Uh, we see the Red Skull for the first time i believe like full fledged mm-hmm. at this point because yeah. he was in the shadows previously when he had his face off but yeah. well, they tease it before when they're doing the painting of him and yeah. that scene in his office but and he peels his skin yeah so fun yeah but uh schmidt escapes and rogers returns the base with all the freed soldiers and then we get a montage of them going on a bunch of missions mm-hmm. yep so that was pretty fun. Uh, it's a pretty cool group. Uh, I, I I feel like we could have dove into the like dynamic of that group. Hmm. And I also felt like this part was kind of disjointed. Like him saving the soldiers almost felt like the end of a movie. I don't know if you guys felt that, but yeah. it, it was kind of a weird break. Like it almost felt like it would have been too short to be one movie. Yeah. but It does feel like it ends an arc. Like it ends the beginning of his character's arc and it enters into that kind of. Yeah, or maybe like an intermission would happen yeah. here if it was like a play mm-hmm. or something maybe. like that where you're going into a completely different act because it does kind of change it, it tonally is an a little act bit. change, yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. Well, I feel like then he's Captain America. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, that's pretty obvious the way yeah. they chant it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what the big point they're trying yeah. to cut. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, like comic book Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, the the new crew goes on a a montage of just fucking up hydro bases left and right. Yep. And uh, Red Skull's getting real angry because this this ragtag team of POWs and Captain America are screwing screwing up all of their plans. So that that's fun. Uh, Stark outfits Rogers with some new equipment, most notably his circular shield. And this is also the very first reference to vibranium in the MCU. Mm. 
is right here in this movie. So. I, okay. Okay. Why? Why in the world are you making a disc out of the most valuable metal and you made a fucking disc? I don't think they... I, do they know how to use it? At so here's all? the thing: they had to know how to at least mold it to make it into the disc. Yeah, because they didn't find it as that. Yeah. Unless, unless they did. Unless it. What if it was like a spaceship's like, f- like oh toilet cover or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> and it like fell to Earth? But then why are like you using a... vibranium? God damn it! <laughs> why are you using vibranium as a toilet cover then? I because well, aliens. what if it's like a Wakanda thing and it's just a piece that fell off a ship or something? I could see I that. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I thought I that was no wild, clue. too. It was just like, a thought. Like, why? Like, you could do so much more with this. Right? Yes. Like, you're, you're the guy trying to make flying cars, and this is what you think up? Like, it's a where's disc. the creativity, Steph yes. Howard? <laughs> like, yeah. So, I, I agree. That was absolutely wild to me. I was just like, okay, <laughs> you made a shield? Like, I admittedly, bulletproof and very cool, mm-hmm. but why? For what reason? <laughs> like, why? Why? Unless you're very specifically making this for Rogers, but whatever. Sorry. And if anybody yeah. has a better reason for this or has any sort of insider knowledge, yeah, mm-hmm. like totally, totally let us know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> please, let us know why. Please tell us. And then I will argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as Rogers and his team continue to sabotage Hydra operations, uh, Rogers and Carter begin to fall in love more and in more. Love. So we, we get yep. a romance, mm-hmm. uh, which then... will, will last for... Seventy uh, something years. Yeah. Oh, what's her face? The Game of Thrones girl is there and does a kiss. Yeah. Oh, um, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. there. Yep. And so Natalie Dormer interrupts their little romance. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Right. She's very forward, just like smirky smirk, just kind of grabbing him and kissing him. Yeah. But I, mm, I mean, kiss again. <laughs> we're gonna call him Shoot Kiss Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> but also, I would love to be a fly on the wall when uh, Chris or. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when Captain America has to explain to Peggy that he kissed her, what is it, nephew or niece? Oh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I would Agent Thirteen yeah. Yeah. to be a part of that conversation. So, so I, you died, and I was like, "What up, niece?" Yeah. Like, yikes! Don't do that because that's essentially what happens. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. So you got old, uh, so and please, I didn't. Please, no one clip that. I I said some things I don't want taken out of context right there. <laughs> that's a one hundred percent guarantee to clip. Yep, yep, <laughs> big time. Uh, so it is 1945. So we've actually done like a three-year time yep. jump total here. And the team assaults a train carrying Zola. Rogers and Jones succeed in capturing Zola, but Barnes falls off the train, uh, apparently to his death, which uh, if you've read any of or seen of any of the other movies, spoiler, Barnes mm-hmm. doesn't die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's in a TV show right now that just finished up on Friday. So mm-hmm. woohoo. Woo-hoo. We'll t- maybe talk about that at some point. Yeah. But I also want to talk about uh, Sebastian Stan. I mean, in, in his limited time as Bucky in this movie, I thought he stood out. I thought he made yes. a really good impact. I thought his acting... I don't think I've rewatched this movie since watching like Civil War and you know um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and all these yeah. different things that he's been in. You know, Infinity War, Endgame, obviously. But to come back and see him make this first impression in so Captain good. America, it was so great. Yeah. You know what's funny yeah. is that I think the first time I watched it, I didn't understand his significance. Yes. So I didn't really pay attention because I didn't read any of the Captain America mo- or comics when I was growing up or anything like that. But rewatching it now, like it's real obvious what they're trying to set up, and he does a very good job of like playing mm-hmm. into it. So. Right. I, yeah, I thought I thought he did a great job. His acting is really good too. Yeah. No, he like, does a great job. Yeah, 
He's just a very nice. good actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So scruffy. So handsome. So scruff. <laughs> yes. He's the... Uh, so, like, you know when you have a savory main dish, you need... <laughs> You need a, a like a different flavor on the side yeah, just yeah. to keep the balance. That's Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Yeah, okay. so Chris I Evans will is live the, by this. Chris Evans is the steak. Sebastian Stan is the mashed potatoes and crepes. He, yes, yeah. With, with like with nice seasoned Cajun, with like uh, a little rosemary. On yeah, top. perfect. There we right. go. Yep. Just Wait, a, a little what? texture. Okay, so I just came up with something as we were going with this. What is your what is the thirst level for uh, Sebastian Stan? Mm, it's very. Uh, see, it's high. But there are more rugged. Like, what about out of like ten water bottles? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Chris Evans is a ten. Okay. Ten water bottles. Okay. Sebastian- wait, wait, wait. Beard or no beard? This is so oh, important. They're both good. I like them both. Beard ten. No beard ten. Fine. All right. Okay. Beard very good. He grows a great beard. Yeah. Um. If we were rating beards on a different scale, I would rate his beard very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Stan. I would say more of an eight water bottle. Okay. Just, okay. just different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Thirsty, but you know, there's room for more thirst. Pretty thirsty. <laughs> okay. All right. But not okay. not the very top. Fair. For I respect that. Okay. I respect that. Finding out a lot about my girlfriend right now. Which is right why now. he's the side dish. And I will never and ask. And the main <laughs> entree. <laughs> feel, free, feel free to ask us thirst levels on things too if you'd like. Oh yeah, I, Natalie Dormer mm. or Peggy, thirst level. The red dress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You know, no. <laughs> the <laughs> hair. I can't get it. Yeah, the hair The yeah. hair throws me no. off. You don't like the hair? No. Can't get into it. Yeah. Why? why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's that's one thing that's always bugged me about Peggy. Yep. Save me from this room of psychopaths. What? Her hair is amazing. Like, I, I'll what? give her like a, a solid four water bottles. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I might go with five. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Natalie Dormer. Just because I've, I've seen <laughs> yeah. her in other things, maybe six or seven. Uh, I get mm-hmm. on board with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm good mm-hmm. with that. I'm good. 1940 style women is just not my thing. Is no. that your vibe? I no. want them to be able to vote mostly, and knowing that they can't upsets me. Yeah. Man, I'm looking I, at it's her not, hair right now. It's not their it's fault. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, don't like a tailored s- a woman in a suit. No, the Ugh. tailored woman in a suit, great. Hair? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hmm. The red dress definitely I'm, bubs her up a little bit. I'm yeah. learning a lot. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> See, I'd give Peggy like. I'd probably give her like a seven water bottles, and then Natalie, you're gonna put her on, on Natalie almost Dormer's par. A nine for me, you're though. gonna put right. Natalie Dormer above Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> I find it interesting that you're more thirsty for Natalie Dormer. <laughs> yeah. Than Peggy Have Carter. you seen her a little smirk? <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, I find like, Natalie Dormer very attractive. Yeah. Her mouth just goes like, mm, and, it, <laughs> and, and it's like. Oh. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They I can't. They, <laughs> my brain's broken. They capture Zola. He tells them where the the final base is, and Schmidt is using weapons of mass destruction on major U.S. cities via a essentially a giant B two bomber, yeah. including mm-hmm. Berlin, which I yes. that was mm-hmm. that was I think like, and that that, that threw off flight? the Nazis. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Nazis did not like that they were planning on bombing Berlin. Which yeah. I mean, I guess as a Nazi, I get that part. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like our whole thing, dude. Yeah. So wait, wait, that's us. <laughs> Come on, guy. Well, what are you doing? Yeah, and so you see Red Skull kill some Nazis, which mm-hmm. I stand be- behind killing Nazis. Mm-hmm. But if 
if you're too evil for the Nazis, I, it's hard for me to yeah really yeah. like it. That's but, a tough one. Yeah, it's like oh, he's on a different level. Yeah. But uh, Rogers makes it onto the plane as it takes off, and during the the flight, the Tesseract breaks its containment and falls through the the floor of the plane. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Schmidt physically handles the Tesseract at one point that opens a wormhole into space, sucking him into it, and the Red Skull is just gone. Yeah, that was so, interesting. I don't think I remember that. I did not remember that. I didn't either. I did not remember that I, at all, which makes sense why he like shows up way later with the Infinity Stone. Does he? Yeah, with the well, no, he's with the Soul Stone. Yeah, he's with the Soul Stone. Oh in Infinity no! War. My question. <laughs> I don't remember. So that where like Black Widow dies, where yeah. she gets pushed off the cliff. The person that's talking to them is Red Skull and Gamora. Yeah, Gamora dies there. Yeah. Red Skull is the oh one that God. gives the stone. Yeah. yeah, he's like the guardian mm. of the stone. Because that was like a big mm. thing when Infinity War was coming out. They saw that his and I can't remember the actor's name, and I apologize for that. But they saw his Mr. name. Mr. Anderson? On... Yeah, it's Mr. Anderson from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they saw his yeah. name on the billing and everybody was like trying to figure out like why he was in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like a huge topic of conversation of like how they're going to fold him in. But my question is, I and I could be totally wrong, but I really don't remember that in America or in this movie with the space. So I, do you think maybe they, did they recon it? Maybe. Eh? It's also uh, the know. actor is uh, Hugo Weaving. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate he's great. It. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's a good he's a good villain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I maybe they recount it. I do not remember. I would be very interested to see because I watched it on uh Disney Plus, but I'd be interested and maybe I should do this is like go back on my, you know, Blu-ray version of it and see what differences <laughs> and, there are. And see if there's a difference. Yeah. I mean, mm. it was just like a passing thought. I think I'm completely wrong and I can't see mm. them doing that, but it would it just I I just don't distinctly remember that space. No, me neither. Mm-mm. I yeah, I do not remember that at all. Yeah. So but yeah, like I said, the Tesseract burns through the plane and it falls into the ocean. Uh, seeing no way to land and not really trying to find a way to land, uh, Steve Rogers decides... Not with all those bombs. Yeah, not with yeah. all the bombs. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, I get it, but yeah. like... He's throwing himself on the biggest grenade. Like, turn that, turn yeah. it around, go go land in northern Canada or something. Like, I don't think he could fly the plane. I think it was... Yeah, it was like... Controls no, were yeah. locked. Yeah. yeah. But still, try. Because they messed up a lot of stuff in that yeah. cockpit during That's that true. They did, yeah. they did really mess that up really bad. Like, he was able to take it down, and that's about it. Uh, he essentially nosedives the plane into the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the height of tragic romance. Let's go on a date this Friday. Okay, we'll see you there. Uh, that that uh, that was I still actually... got emotional even after kind of checking in and out during yeah. the middle pit bits that I didn't like as much. Honestly, um, that is uh, probably the best romance that Marvel has done. Correct. <laughs> was right. like that scene right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you think of a better romance than literally that one scene? I'm just thinking. I kind of liked. Um... Tom Holland, Spider Man, and okay. his little girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya. Yeah, they did a great job of like They're exploring fun. the teenage kind yeah. of dynamic yeah. of yeah. that, which I really liked. They did a really good job getting how awkward it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, probably the best romance. I'm gonna vote yes, but they they uh, no 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 vote, vote yes on romance. <laughs> You're forgetting about Aunt May and Happy. Oh yeah. Oh, that is cute. Cute, not um, a good romance though. Fine, <laughs> cute, it, but not a good romance. <laughs> um, I also what's, there was one more. Um, maybe it's Scott Lang. 
and his little kind of but i don't know if they that just felt awkward and then ant-man the yeah. wasp was like even kind of more yeah. awkward okay, okay. Yeah. yeah yeah like it's there but yeah i just yeah. it feels forced yeah. paul rudd is fun yeah paul rudd is fun mm-hmm. yeah but the ageless wonder i i guess <laughs> paul rudd's ex and her new husband is a pretty solid romance oh that was funny <laughs> All right. yeah that was good. he's a good stepdad what can i say yeah um and like he he, he oh backs... my god we're not even gonna talk no. about wandavision <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not well, really a good romance girlfriend yeah, but it's a romance <laughs> it's a tragic yeah. it's tragic yeah We're i guess yeah i guess i didn't even consider yeah didn't, wanda didn't and even vision. consider wanda and vision in that uh, mental list that i made I, you know i never really bought their relationship until wanda vision well yeah because they didn't mm-hmm. do a good job explaining it mm-hmm. until wanda vision where they like put in some of those scenes from Again, like Captain, like Civil War and, and Infinity War, yeah, and they said like this is how they bonded. I yeah, mean, yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't give it the time on screen. They were kind of like, oh, if you read the comics, you know that they're in a relationship, and then they're just like, boom, they're together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, in the movies, I never really felt the relationship really. No. I did feel it more in Wandavision, which was the yeah. point. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was better in Wandavision, but at the same time, mm-hmm. that wasn't Vision Vision. So no, yeah. which is just sad. Yeah. Uh, oh, spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen WandaVision. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll throw I'll throw a spoiler tag up on <laughs> the, okay. on the the, yeah. the the wording for it, the description, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh as the plane goes down, Carter and Rogers talk on the radio and eventually crashes. Uh we eventually get a scene with Stark looking for Rogers and the Tesseract. They find the Tesseract, but they're yeah. unable to locate Rogers. Mm-hmm. And then we get another scene, which is Rogers awakening in a 1940-style hotel room, hearing a radio broadcast, which couldn't have happened because he was at the game. Okay, okay. Big question. How the fuck did they put on the wrong baseball game? Right? That is the right? epitome it's of the you had thing. one job. Well, one job. I thought that it was on purpose. Was so here's it the thing. supposed to be on purpose? I don't think it was. No, because oh. they, they wanted to welcome in into like he he back into, so like if he dies or doesn't die he gets frozen in 1945 why wouldn't you do a 1946 game right exactly yes. math is easy or yeah howard stark <laughs> was looking for it so they knew yeah. the date that he went down yeah so you can't tell me no it is mm. the, that person had one job and they're gonna get fired that's but, funny and it seemed like that that <laughs> game was it seemed like it was before he became a super soldier so that that oh, game it? happened he, he was yeah yeah, it, yeah the way they talked about it is like it was before he became a super soldier so that would have been 1940 1941-ish so it's just sad so that, mm-hmm. that they were off by years mm-hmm. this is uh upsetting yeah. just, just pick a, <laughs> just pick a game in- after world war ii yes! ended yeah and you're good yeah. Because, like, oh, you've been frozen for months or something like right. that. Like, that is a much easier pill to swallow than, you know, 70 years. Right. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's just silly. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, oh, no, <laughs> no it's valid. <laughs> I, that, that was something that bugged me, too. I don't remember what I was going to. If if they wanted him to. Oh, yeah. To... It was a game he attended in 1941. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why not pick anything else? It's yeah. just silly. Yeah. Um. But so that kind of level of detail is I feel like that would be um even above the vintage furniture and that kind of stuff and the vintage clothes. Yeah. Which yeah. they did poorly. She was not she was not wearing the proper bra that yeah. she should have been. Um just just like things. But that Steve Rogers is so pure who, he doesn't look at the bra. Oh well I mean that's true. I think it was a hint. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Rogers kind of freaks out um, and busts himself out and ends up in the middle of Times Square where Shield rolls up hot on him. 
Yeah. And we meet Nick Fury. That's a cool scene too. Yeah. And lets him know that he's been asleep for 70 years. And then we get a post-credit scene where uh, Fury approaches Rogers and proposes a mission with worldwide ramifications. And did you guys also watch the after credit scene where it was the Avengers like mini trailer for the yes. movie in 2012? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very <laughs> old school like logo. Like it felt that was weird. Yeah. It felt very weird. But to it me. totally took me back to that summer and mm-hmm. how psyched I was. So, uh, for any listeners, I I am in the military, like actually, and um. <laughs> I remember I was going to basic that summer and I couldn't watch the Avengers. And I remember at one night we were getting smoked and the drill sergeants were saying, Oh, everybody's watching Avengers tonight and you fuckers are here. <laughs> and like I remember that and then like I remember that summer like going to watch it on base and like my total excitement for this movie because I wanted to see it so badly. But it totally it took me back in time. It was mm-hmm. crazy like how that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of small random little things. So this was the first uh, mention of vibranium. The this first, is all... the first and last ven- mention of Vita radiation. Vita radiation. <laughs> yeah, considering we have a bunch of Siberian super soldiers at one point too, which right. they don't mention yeah. this at all. Mm-mm. And then um, spoilers for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's a, another super soldier that they don't mention the Vita radiation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The, I, I guess the... they don't need it, but I think that's why they're not as good as. Rogers, yeah, because he had that. So in the little Marvel like description of what Vita radiation is, it's stabilizing. Okay, so oh. it, it helps the serum to um, grow stably. Interesting. Uh, All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get Agent Carter, uh, which eventually gets her own show, which was relatively short lived. I don't think it lasted yeah. more than a few seasons. Mm. Um, we should we should watch that together yeah, and recap that at some mm-hmm. point as well. I, I totally. think that would be interesting. Uh, we get the iconic shield for the first time, which, mm-hmm. like we said, was wild that it was a shield in the first place. So, and, and also, I mean, related to that in terms of like his weapons, why did Cap stop using a gun? Because we saw, and they made a point to show sh- several mm-hmm. scenes of him, you know, with the gun over the shield, which yeah. I mean, to me is like pretty smart. Yeah, pretty standard. Yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, he totally loses by the time we're in Avengers, and yeah. it was just like this thought that came to me of like, why, like, why? stop? Yeah. I, I don't know, truly. Yeah. Maybe I forgot this, but apparently this is a, a trivia fact that it is mentioned in Black Panther that Howard Stark st- stole some vibranium slash brought oh. some vibranium back from Wakanda. Mm. Interesting. So ma- clog it? That's not good. Or ma- yeah, ma- I, it just says, I don't, I, I, I don't know the exact circumstances. I don't remember yeah. this. I'm a bad MCU fan. Um, That the metal was brought back from Africa, more specifically Wakanda, by Howard Stark. Yeah. So, must... yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember that in the movies, but I don't remember that either. But maybe he's just so charming. My my brain has turned to mush over the years, so it's just <laughs> one of those things. So the Tesseract is one of the first ones. So this is actually the first of the Infinity Stones that we come across as well, even though we don't know it at the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Skull, which doesn't show back up into Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really all I had for kind of random facts. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Any any other thoughts we had on this? I would say it's the first Marvel movie written for a female audience. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I, I just don't think Captain America. I mean, I know this is like 
kind of a hot take, but I just don't think he's the most complicated character. No, I just, no. I just feel like the movie was like, it's fine, it's good. Like yeah. you got to check that box. I yeah. get it. Like he's like a huge part of the Avengers, but I like I, like I alluded to at the beginning. Like I just have not felt the need to like rewatch this one multiple times. Like I have with you know something like yeah. Black Panther, Iron Man. Like mm. you know, I mm-hmm. just I just can't get into this one as much, and I I feel bad saying that, and I know I should be roasted for it, but nah, I, no. it, it's just what it is. And like he's just. He's like this guy with he doesn't have like this super, you know, like crazy past where, yeah. you know, like he has this, you know, he did something really bad or like has this like intense character arc. He was kind of just always like a good guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, throughout the entire thing. He's Who the... like actively disobeys orders. <laughs> so <laughs> he's not time. a particularly good soldier, which I mean, you, you could say that's a moral compass rather than a loyalty thing, which, yeah. which I can get know? behind, yeah. but. And that's why I liked him better in, you know, Infinity War and Endgame because he goes, he, you know, they kind of take on that like nomad aspect of the yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that character development because they get into like a more complicated part of, you know, how he feels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, no. Well, I guess it all stems from Civil War, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like it. I like the, um, I, I like that they just show his like wholeness of character, you know, because yeah. he feels like a, a complete character, you know. Yeah. Um, you understand who he is very quickly mm-hmm. and like you don't need to have a bunch of frills on top of that. Yeah. yeah. Relatively one dimensional, but still He's got a still couple good. things he likes and a couple things he doesn't like, and one of those is Hitler. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I respect the shit. Right. Out of that. Yeah. <laughs> As I said in our second ish second episode, it's always good to punch a Nazi. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, always. N- never miss a chance. So nope. mm-hmm. yeah. Uh how would you rate it, Charlie? Mm, com- I'm this is gonna be a harsh rating because I'm comparing it to like future MC movie MCU movies and kind of like the whole universe, but three point five. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. How about you, Audrey? Um, I would probably give it a more generous rating. Uh, I, I probably more a six. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Was it out of five or ten? My bad. Oh, I'm I'm thinking ten. And okay. I, and it's only because there are so many of the movies. Okay. Yeah. We we could do the scale out of the total number of MCU movies. That's so out dumb. of twenty three. Well. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that's way hard no. right yeah, now. Yeah. No. No. I'd have to like actually make a list. Yeah. Um. There are uh tier lists that we can uh make with the Marvel movies. Yeah. When, I'll, once, I'll, I'll send it out. Once once we start reviewing or doing more of these movies, we'll we'll start ranking them yeah. too at some point. Mm-hmm. But, but no, the, out of out of ten, I'd give this a a six. Six. All yeah. right. How about out of ten, Charlie? Uh, five. Five. Okay. I would say I would probably give it a five as well. Mm-hmm. Out of ten, yeah. it it was it was a solid introduction to Captain America, but I I didn't feel like it was amazing. And like you said, I've never really felt the need to go back. Right. I I don't feel like I'm missing mm-hmm. too much. And Here, I, here's the thing, <laughs> the the things I want to rewatch, they're everywhere. I don't need to <laughs> watch the movie to see it again. That's yeah. true. That's true. That, yeah. that gif of uh, where, oh, that's going to be controversial. <laughs> uh, but that part where, um, you know, she touches his chest. That's that's in the <laughs> the heaving bosoms yep. uh, fan group almost every other week. Yeah. So uh, yep. okay. I, uh, another I podcast we listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that that one comes up pretty regularly because he's he's one of the best Chris, if not the oh, best. Oh yeah, top tier Chris. Yeah, yeah. very good yeah. Chris. Okay. Of the Chris's. Who's, who's your favorite Chris? Ooh. So there there's Chris Pines, Chris Evans, um, Chris um, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Okay. Who was all those two top top Chris's yeah. for me? Um, some people, Chris Pratt. 
is, he's in there. He's not an. I yeah, don't we don't like, like Chris. He's, Pat, he's a shit tier Chris. Okay, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then who are the other ones? There's there's a couple there's more. There's like a dozen. I'd probably go Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot personally, of but yeah. I can get behind Chris Evans. But I I, I like Chris Crims, uh, Hemsworth better personally. Yeah, I, I think that. he has better comedic timing than Evans ever did. Yeah. Yeah, and especially Ragnarok kills it. Oh yeah, Ragnarok is great. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. So yeah, so our our average rating is like a five point two five. So that right yeah. on right on level for Mike Mike style rating of things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't have anything else to talk about, uh, I will get the poll posted in our Facebook group for yes. what we had for dinner tonight, so you guys can all uh, guess. And then, like I said, though, if we only get one person, that person will get to choose one character to get put on our list for potentials yes i'll probably take off one of those night crawlers <laughs> not not a chance not a chance, not a chance. <laughs> we're going up to a d8 next time oh yeah. wow. we're gonna keep six and then uh our guest which we'll have a guest on our next episode mm-hmm. yeah. uh, audrey's sister-in-law will be joining hey. us for spider gwen that's so very exciting. exciting let's go so and she'll get to pick one as well to go on the list oh awesome. okay that'd so, be cool yeah so we will uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for holding with us and letting us skip a week there as well. Uh, just family things and world being busy. So uh-huh. now that we're getting emerging out of the coronavirus a little bit, so yeah, yeah, things are starting to pick up. Things are starting to yeah. pick up, and I play too much D and D, and that gets in the way of things. So yep, always a fun time. Yeah, well, thank you, listener. Please join our Facebook group. Yes, please yeah. answer the questions that we had one person not answer questions, and I had to go manually add them. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it'll add you automatically if you answer the question. Yes, yep. yeah. If you answer, essentially, it's uh, you took enough time to look at the notification asking you to answer the questions, <laughs> and that's really all the security check I need. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's, it's mostly people that I want just to say that they did it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you could please review, like, and subscribe, it'd be greatly appreciated. If you want to get a hold of us, you can check out our page at characterversepod.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter at characterverse. On Instagram, we're CharacterVersePod, or email us at CharacterVersePod at gmail.com. I'm Mike. I'm Audrey. And I'm Charlie. Thank you for joining us, and talk to you next time.